Commander Vault. I'm Adam. I'm Trevor. I'm Neil. I'm JB. And I'm Dale. Yeah, we got our special guest, uh, Neil, sitting in today with us. Uh, he's going to talk to us about some of the products that are coming out in the next, uh, you said, 60 days. <coughs> yeah, I made a list here. Um, it's hard for me to keep track of. I can only imagine what you players have to go through um, figuring out what comes out. But, yeah, I think oh, up until June, June 20th, um, there's like 12 things to buy. Okay. Oh, wow. There's a ton. Oh, well, it's already starting to cry. It's begging for mercy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it all starts next uh, two weeks with Mystery Boosters. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I'm that really set? excited for that. Uh, I do want to check them out. I yeah. mean, I mean, the card pool is just massive. Yeah. Like, yeah. definitely don't be buying this set to try and pull something. It's like 1,700 cards, just, right? It's, like it that. is over 1,000. I'm not sure of the huge. actual number, but I think <laughs> it's, it's huge. 1,200 for the set and then 200 foils. Oh, okay. So, I think 1,400 yeah. is the Still, that's, set. That's I mean, I, we've seen, like, at the previews of them where they were handed out at that one event, <coughs> um, we've seen people pull some crazy stuff, but the odds are just you know, I mean, quite you, high. I mean, if you go on good. and look at the set, there is just crazy good cards, even in the common slot and uncommon slots. Like, the commons are just like $5 commons. Like, really? Like a lot. Is so. there a list out? I haven't, yeah, I haven't a, seen one yet. There's a full list it's set for the foils. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I saw somebody pull a Mana Crypt. I mean, that perked my ears up immediately, but again, the odds are just probably... I heard Bloom Tender Astronomical. Yeah, yeah, honestly. It's insane. Bloom uh, Tender, I heard, was in there, too. So yeah, I'm excited yep, to get, yep. possibly get one of them. Yeah, there's good reprints in there, but again, just like because of the large size of the card pool, buying to try and pull certain things is probably foolish. I think it's meant as a Chaos draft set, isn't it? I'm not sure. I know it's a draft set. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's definitely a draft set. Yeah, it's just a I think draft it's meant to be a Chaos back to draft uh, set. Mirage. It's from Mirage. Wow going towards now get a worldly tutor in there maybe yeah since they never reprint that thing yeah it's a, a draft set so it's really not my thing but um i think this thing's going to sell a lot i think they're 24 packs in a box oh, wow. and the box is going to run basically the same as a booster box for price okay so what are we talking pack like per pack 15 20 no 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 it's not like if it's 100 seven. yeah yeah would be my guess Four, like five to seven, right? I think I'm the paying, math. I think I'm paying eighty dollars a box, uh, so I'll probably you know sell these for ninety, ninety-five dollars a box. Yeah. Okay, so then twenty-four like packs. Yeah, it's like less than five bucks a pack. That's not yeah. bad. Cool. Oh, yeah, so I'll probably crack into a couple just for the hell of it. That's like right, uh, right, only two or two, <coughs> three weeks away. Uh, then in April we have the Ikora stuff, and this is where it, it really weighs on a, a store owner because I have to get everything at the same time. We have all the boxes, all the pre-release kits, all the commander pre-cons. I have to cut one check for all those things. Now if I was taking a poll about what I should order most of, you guys are probably going to say um, the commander the pre-cons. The pre-cons but, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I, I feel that I might have to cut something, so what would it be? I mean, in my experience, myself, I'm going to get one of each of the Commander decks. Um, I might even get one of each to hold on to um, for future, uh, like I did with the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, pre-release kits really spark my fancy, personally. I like a pre-release. Those yeah. pre-release stamp rares are 
pretty sweet. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, the value for the pre-release pack is pretty solid. Yep. You know, yeah. it's the the amount of packs plus the stamp rare you get automatically, and the dice and whatever. But you know. Yep. And uh, I mean, I would personally pick the pre-release kits and the pre-cons. I also forgot we have uh, the bundles, the fat packs at the same time, and the collectors boosters also. Well, yeah. I'm I'm a slut for collectors boosters. I 100% back that claim. I mean, like, I understand the effect that they're having yeah, on the overall sure, market. Sure. Like, just absolutely tanking the price of Mythics and Rares and stuff. I feel like as a strictly Commander player, and Neil and I were talking about this earlier today, I'm, I'm not trying to play Standard, so buying packs of the normal set for me isn't really the way to go. If I'm trying to, if I'm trying to pull something, I feel like Collector's Packs are a safe bet that you can pull something decent, and even if you don't pull what you're looking for, you can still pull something of value for either trade or you know cash or whatever the case may be to try and get you those cards. That you yeah, need. I I, fe- I know they're twenty four ninety nine typically, like that's typically what gets charged for them, and that is hefty price tag to some. But I think it's like the, the gambling odds are well are good. They're in the um, the consumer's favor, I think. And I mean, as far as the allotments go for those collectors boxes with Theros, Theros collector's boxes dipped hard yeah i'm talking you could get an ebay buy it now 170 really yeah aren't they supposed to be like 220 something or something like like 240 a box or something like that and it had been crumbling and crumbling and crumbling there's just an overall state of mind right now where the collector's boosters are absolutely tanking in value yeah but just like anything else i think they're just going to go back up well, Give it 10 years. I think... Oh, yeah. You have the money and you have the time. Genuinely, I think it is a good thing overall, though, because it's getting cards in players' hands. Exactly. I mean, this is a game that is meant to be played. Sure, there's obvious collector value there um, for people who like that sort of thing, but, I mean, it's putting cards in the player's hand, and I think that's not to be scoffed at, for sure. Yeah, definitely. That, and it's tanking, like you said, it's tanking the prices of the Mythics and the Rares. And Which magic, I'm okay with. Yeah, magic frankly. should not be in a very, very expensive thing in order no. to get into, especially for newer there's, players. You know, there's all all five people that listen to our podcast are all laughing at you right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've always been under the impression that no card should be over thirty dollars, but hey, yeah. it's not the world we live in. And uh, I'm allocated. I, I think my shop can get um, forty of the precon commander decks. Nice. So what is that? Eight, Seven, eight, eight of each. Yeah. Yep. Um, they want us to run casual commander events on pre-release weekend, so I have to have money up front to pay for those kits also. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have the commander event on Friday. You come in, you pay me your 40 bucks or whatever it is, you get one of the kits blind, and that's what you play with for the night. We'll give out prizes for that event. But if you play in the commander event on Friday, you can come back and play in the pre-release on Saturday for 15 bucks. Uh, rather than the normal 25 entry fee. Yeah, I think it's yeah. sweet. Yeah, that's solid. Uh, since it's not giving me the opportunity to make money on an event so that I have money the next week to pay for that product, um, I think that's a, a decent way to do it. Yeah, for sure. Now, does this start when Wizards is now going to be tracking Commander? No, that that does not yet. Yeah, the um, that doesn't come out till the summertime. Oh, okay, okay. With a relaunch of the reporting software. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be cool. Get some actual, like, you know, solid recognition that Commander's a popular format. Uh, then last week, uh, moving into June, we have uh, this thing called Jumpstart. Did you guys hear about this? I did yeah. not, no. 
Yeah, uh, Jumpstart is 20 card themed booster packs. And the idea is you buy two of them, smash them together, and that's what you play with. Oh, uh, yeah, you The entire pack is that. a theme, so the entire pack is all vampires or goblins or demons or what have you. Interesting. Now, do, do they come with a land or you got to provide a land? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, are you, me- are you meant to make a 40-card deck or are you meant to make a 60-card yeah, deck? I think you add the lands to it. That makes sense because you get you know your 40, 40 cards and, 20, and then right. just make 20 lands and be good to go. Rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. I think that set is coming with 70 reprints and everything else is new. That would be fun. Yep. And then on top of that, it seems like every other week we have a secret layer announcement. Oh, um, my gosh. How about it? I'm I mean, still waiting for so them to wow me, though. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of wild from this last one. The stargazing one? Yeah. No, the... Um, the Women's Day the women, one? The International yeah. Women's Day. I, I like the reprints that they did. Now, granted, I'm not going to be able to use all of them. I really want Marin. That's the only one I really want. I'm Narset sure you here. want Narset. Yeah, yep. Um, but, like, I thought each of the ones they picked were very good ones to pick. Like, you got Sisse, the good Sisse. Not a fan of the art, Una. though. No. I mean, I liked it. I liked the art. I liked the Una art. A lot. But just I thought that was cool. For choice wise, Sisse, sure. Narset, Marin, sure. But Una and Saskia. I think we just could have gotten two better female commanders. Instead I don't know of, who. Instead I'm, of Una, what about Queen Marchesa? Yeah, how one, about it? She's pretty printing. long may she reign. She's pretty uh <laughs> yeah. she's pretty, you know, popular. I just I don't know. It didn't wow me. The art on them is is um it's okay. I like it. Um I think the Marin one is cool, and I think the Narset one is cool. But other than that, yeah, it didn't really scream for me. I haven't been wowed since the first wave. Like, I loved the Serum Visions pack. I liked the um, the Golgari pack with the Dredge stuff in it and things like that. I don't know. They're just I like... coming so fast. Have they even shipped the God ones yet? Uh, yeah. I, yes, people yeah, are people opening are yeah. mm-hmm. I'm waiting yep. on mine. Richard ordered a whole uh, the whole set. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people absolutely love them. I don't really like secret layers, but some people just. Love I just them. I'm totally down because they're typically between like thirty and forty bucks, which isn't <coughs> that bad for some good reprints, new art, foily. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is I'm just waiting for the right one because I haven't. I mean, I missed out on the first round because I didn't really know how the process worked. I didn't know it was only for twenty four hours at a time, so I didn't know to have money for it. And because uh, I would have liked the Serum Visions one, I mean that was honestly my favorite one. That, that is my all. favorite yeah, one. Yeah, it was awesome. Absolutely. It was it was really sweet. And you get the Ashiok. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I keep hearing people online. They're, they're like, "We need to up this. We want two a month." And I'm just like, "Dude, two a month is just crazy. That's it, so much stuff." Like, two more products that I can't sell. That's where I have to like. And that's one of the. That's one of the big issues that a lot of people are having, and a lot of people I've been seeing are talking about it online and YouTube videos and stuff, podcasts, about the effect that these products have on local on stores. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you know, little Timmy says, oh man, I want the year of the rat because I'm building a rat deck. You know, I spend $39.99 or $29.99, whatever it was. But now he doesn't have that money to go pick up a commander precon at his local game store. Yeah. You yeah. know? So it, it really does, it's like a weird, they're like pushing the market in this odd way. It and definitely is going to cause, and Neil and I talked about this earlier, it's go, it's going to cause wallet fatigue. Unless oh, yeah. you're wallet, I'm already wallet fatigued. Yeah, how about it? Seriously, like, 
asking people to, and not just players, again, like Neil said, asking shop owners to shell out this amount of money for this amount of product. Um, I don't know. It could, could be bad, you know? Like, don't get me wrong. I love to see new stuff. But if it's going to cost, you know, your favorite ga local game stores, um, you know, from being able to be profitable in their business and stuff like that, then maybe it's not such a good thing. Maybe they should take a little yeah, slow, just, slow down. Just slow yeah. down. Yeah, I feel like a little bit of a hypocrite because a couple months ago I was like, oh, it's going to be the year of the Commander. We're going to have Commander products every month. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, and now I'm like, oh, slow down, guys. So Yeah. It, but, you know, once it's once it's here and it's like you can actually see the reality of the numbers on the page, I mean, I'm sure it just puts things into perspective. It's like, wow, this, this is awesome, but it's like, you know, it's rough, too, at the same time. Yeah, I mean, you know, especially... Neil has to look at it from like a business perspective. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Money in, money out. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, but that deep dive in is a big dive. Yeah, you know, yeah. And that Icoria release weekend is just is insane. Everything at one time, all the commander decks, all the pre-release kits, all the booster boxes. I think all I, the bundles, all the collectors packs. I mean, that's a monstrous chapter. Oh yeah. I think Icoria comes with two extra commander decks too, doesn't it? Four things that haven't even been spoiled yet. My orders already do. I don't. How am I going to know that people want this stuff? Yeah. How about it? I mean, I think if you were talking about cutting products and not getting, my thing would be booster bundles. boxes, bundles booster and boxes. boxes yeah. Because, like you already said, commander players they want the you know important cards for their deck. And cracking packs is for those mythics and rares. It's just like it's not even worth it because yeah. the collectors boosters just make those yep. cards but worthless. On the flip side. Like, with that, um, like, so your margins on a box of packs are better than a single commander deck. You know what I mean? So, like, am I right on that? Your your margins are better on a on Sure, I don't, mind, I don't mind talking about what my cost is. I buy a box for roughly 80 bucks. I sell packs three for 10, $4 a piece. I sell an entire box for 100 bucks. Okay. So on a on a booster box, if someone wants one, they get the booster box. They get the the box stopper, the buy box promo for a hundred bucks. So I make I make fifteen bucks. Collectors now, boxes. I think I was. I think for Theros, my cost was one hundred sixty dollars, <coughs> one sixty for a box of twelve packs, and I was selling those at what twenty five two hundred. I sold you a box for two hundred, right? Oh, the whole box, guy. I don't remember. Yeah. So it's a little bit better. Just like, here, yeah. take my money. I want the bucks. <laughs> they are However, sweet. I mean, like, how do you, what if somebody comes in and, like, asks, like, oh, are you selling any, like, boost or draft backs of um, Icoria and stuff like that? You can't, like, not have right. a booster box right. of the newest set and you stuff just like gotta that. Get but I just, I was going to say, I just wouldn't buy it. Yeah, I think, that's what yeah. You, I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Plus, plus, your pre-release allotment is super low. Anyway, comparatively to like when you can order again, right? Because when you, you uh, get like I can, an initial, I can get up to two dozen booster boxes, and I get fifty-four pre-release kits. Okay, solid. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely got to be rough. I mean, for you right. at least, Neil, that you know, with all these products, it's just like you know, local game stores are being taxed. Very yeah, heavily. absolutely. It's it's 
they are flooding us with product. That's well, for I sure. I think the fact that this shop is pretty much specifically commander players, I think it's better to have collectors boosters right. than it is to have draft yeah, I agree. boosters. I agree. Now, if this was a shop that did, you know, tons of 60 yeah, modern card, you know, standard, yeah, totally. Then the regular draft booster boxes would be yeah. Right. I mean, like I can just look at myself and say that I've maybe bought, you know. A dozen packs of standard legal sets, regular packs, maybe a dozen, since Throne came out. But I bought a full box plus probably another full box of collector's boosters. Yeah. They're just worth it, honestly. Yeah. They really are. I mean, they're, they're, it's as simple as that. And I have a gambling it. addiction, so like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely a fun time. I mean, there's, there's lots of stuff to pick from, no matter what you guys are playing or what you're looking for there's there's lots of product out oh there. yeah there's yeah. definitely a there's definitely a huge market so we were talking about the the commander pre-cons i guess today some of the, the names came out yeah yeah i was actually just pulling that up um so we got the names of the five commander decks and and i'd just like to take a second thank you wizards for going back to five um we appreciate it so we starting with ruthless regiment arcane maelstrom Symbiotic Swarm, Timeless Wisdom, and Enhanced Evolution. It's so, Dragon Wedges again. You think so? Dude, yeah. Ruthless Regiment, Mardu. Arcane Maelstrom, Rug. You yep. know what I mean? Symbiotic Swarm, what's that going to be OBS on? I'd say Saltai. Yeah. Timeless Wisdom's Jeskai. That yeah. makes sense, Enhanced Evolution. See, Enhanced Evolution doesn't strike you as Rug? Hmm. I, I think let's take a second. So let's talk about it. What do we? I, I think for me, symbiotic swarm definitely says like something black green, like maybe black green X, maybe four color, whatever. But I think there's black and green in there. The enhanced evolution for me just screams simic, like that's gonna have blue and green in there for sure. It just kind of sounds, you know. And then like timeless wisdom, that seems like it could be that probably could be a Jeskai deck. I mean, that, that seems to fit that pretty well, in my opinion. What do you think, Neil? Yeah, but it, we don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'd like to know how many colors we have. Yeah. You know, like, Ruthless Regiment? Tell me that's not Mardu. I can see that. You know I, I mean? can see that. I didn't think about that until you said that, but I, I could see that for sure. I don't know if they'll go back to the whole color pie thing. I think they'll just keep on doing what they've been doing the last couple of years. And just kind of give us whatever the hell just, they want. Yeah. <coughs> Enhanced Evolution does sound simic. However, I want... It probably is. However, I don't want it to be like, wow, what was it? In 2015, I think it was. Uh, with the experience, with uh, the experience counter set and just uh, plus one, plus one counters. I think that gets old having the same thing but, over and over again. But at the same time, something I was just thinking was, what if this is the other five guilds that we have not gotten? Like, what if this is the, uh, what was it? We got enemy, right? So what if these yep. are the ally decks? I would like that. That'd be cool. I mean, the first time we go back to five, now we've got a, our first real chance at getting the other half of the guilds decks completed. I mean, I've this been could be a good... I've been asking for experience yeah, counters. Yeah, totally. For, Ouch, for get out of here. They're yeah. not going to do experience counters again. That was busted as hell. That was good. They're so good. Yeah, they're so good. Adam is an experience counter whore. He has two <coughs> decks. One is uh, Mizix of the Ismangus, and one is Marin Clan of Neltoff. The best, um, the best they're both very good decks. Both <laughs> very good decks. Yeah, I mean, that's... And Neil, yeah. Neil had Daxos. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I have not seen anybody have a, one of those Simic decks around yeah. here. Yeah, is there? That's I have bad. toyed Azuri. with building a Zuri Claw of Progress several times, and I may still do it. I don't know, but you know what? That would be cool if these were, if these were the other, um, the other color combos that we were looking for. So, you guys want to take guesses at which one would be what? The Arcane Maelstrom sounds probably some Cascade shenanigans. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Timeless Wisdom sounds like it's going to be extra turn based. Yeah, something like that. Symbiotic Swarm does sound Golgari. Tokeny, yeah, or maybe Tokeny, for sure. Uh, Ruthless Regiment seems um, seems like it's a beat stick, so that's yep. probably up Dale's alley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, the Enhanced Evolution does sound Simic. Yeah. But so if they if they were the other guild colors, what do you guys think? So what are we missing? We haven't got Boros. We didn't get Demir. Uh, we didn't get Orzov. Or no, we did get Orzov because that was Daxos, yeah. right? So where are we? Uh, Gruul. We would need Gruul. Azorius, Gruul, Demir. Selesnia. Selesnia. Yep. And... Um, Like so ruthless Re Rathos. ruthless Boros regiment could Boros. be Boros. I think. Yeah, yeah, like straight up. No. Um, <laughs> I think it's Boros. It could I, be. I know, but no. <laughs> no, there was a Bor there was a Boros experience counter. There was that Kalemna, the giant. Oh, yeah. was it? Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm just I always mix up my ally and enemy colors. I know the ten guilds, but I always forget what's what. <laughs> I'm just saying no because Boros is a bad color. Yeah. So it would be it would be Gruul, Demir, Azorius. Azorius could be Rakdos. timeless wisdom for Selesnia sure. and Rakdos. Yep. I could see Symbiotic Swarm being Selesnia, some sort of token build. Um, Rakdos maybe is Ruthless Regiment. I could see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. We really don't have much to go on. We're definitely grasping at straws here. So. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just excited. I'm glad we're back at five. Again, I think it's a good time for them to give us our other five guilds. That'd be, that'd be happy. I'm stoked. Yeah, me too. Plus Icoria's other two. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure they're getting two, yeah. And I'm curious, I hope, I wonder if the two commander decks that come with Icoria are going to have anything on this build your behemoth mechanic that they've been I talking so. about. I hope so. I hope they're that, doing the augment mechanic. That's what's got me the most excited for this Ikoria thing is this idea of the whole build your behemoth thing. That just sounds interesting. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to check that out. Yeah. I feel like... I it, am a green player at heart sometimes and I just like to... I like the idea of big creatures that you can just, like, make out of some cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, so we did also want to talk tonight about um, a little segment that we had seen. Um, what was the other? Commander's Quarters. Yeah, Commander's Quarters had done something uh, called the Commander Power Nine. So as most of you should know, the, the actual Power Nine and Magic are banned in Commander except yes. for uh, Time Twister. Yep. Um, Great card. So, but with that being said, we wanted to like come up with the Commander Power Nine, sort of like they did. And, um, yeah, we just want to talk to you guys a little bit about the list that we came up with. Maybe just, you know, argue it out, debate a little bit. and Yeah. So who wants to kick it off? Not kick it off. I mean, I think we can go ahead and just off the bat, everybody's got Soul Ring on their list, correct? And Mana Crypt? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, yep. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's me. the dispute in any way. Yeah, Mana Crypt and Soul Ring definitely automatically on the list. 
Um, what else, Adam? Yeah, no particular order. My uh, of course, yeah, yeah. My nine are Cyclonic Rift. Uh, Cyclonic yeah. Rift is Cyclonic Rift. There's no explanation behind it. it. Is a completely one-sided board wipe for you. Yep. And uh, yeah, it just leaves you ahead while your opponent's behind. It's it's feared universally too. It's feared at casual tables. It's it's still holds weight in CDH to the point mm-hmm. where any deck that runs blue, even in CDH, has got a rift in there. Even if it's just for the single target <coughs> rift, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? So I don't think I've ever cast my rift for... I've never overloaded mine in CDH, but I yeah. will tell you I've used it to bounce some pesky shit for sure to keep myself, you know, keep my plays alive. Um, yeah, like, uh, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. I apologize. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, Cyclonic Rift is just a powerful card. That's where I was going to go with that. Um, people are still talking about wanting to get it banned. They yeah, still I ban see. It. Yeah, I see. Uh, That's dumb, by the way, guys. Let's just go ahead and get that out there right now. I, I don't think that is the answer. No, banning cards is never the answer. That's just my personal opinion, though. But I don't think I don't think it holds that much weight to get banned. No. I understand the pros and cons. Don't, don't yeah. get me wrong, but... A lot of people will argue, oh, well, you know, you can basically only counter it, and that requires you to run blue, and that tunnels my deck building, and just whatever. It's a lot of whining. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Demonic Tutor. Again, uh, it is kind of renowned as the best tutor. I really think that one was on all game. of our lists as well, Demonic Tutor. Uh, yeah, I mean... Granted, you can have, you can have the argument that vampiric and some of the one drop tutors are better because they're one drops, but demonic tutor gets to put it in your hand. Yeah, there's literally no downside to the demonic. You pay one more mana, it goes right to your hand. There's no reveal. There's no specification. It is the best black tutor in the game over vampiric, over imperial seal. Oh. I know I know that vampiric is instant speed, but it goes to the top of your library and you take two. I mean, it's not that big a deal, but it's worse than demonic tutor you take no life and it goes right to your hand so i'll, I'll pay the extra generic mana all day for a demonic tutor yeah it's yeah. hands down the best tutor in the game and it's the oldest is it really yeah it is isn't it yeah because i'm pretty sure that's the where the term yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's where the term tutor comes from <coughs> demonic tutor like it yeah staple putting staple. anything on top of your library to me is like very Skeptical. Unless you can draw it that turn, it's a little less than good. There's a or lot if you're doing of, it in an end step, then it's okay. There's a you lot of I mean? stuff, though, that people can just instant speed, like, you know, make you mill or... That's true. Disrupt the top of your library. It's very true. It's just wasted. Yeah, that's well, what I mean. I'd, I'd rather pay the extra generic for a demonic literally every day of the week. Agree. Um, then Soul Ring, that's probably... And self-explanatory. Yeah, nobody needs to be explained that one. Or uh, mana crypt for that matter. I think this is where some of ours start to differ. Uh, Sylvan Library is on my power nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, made my list too. So we talked. Uh, we talked about it in the, our last episode about the top five enchantments. Um, it is one of my favorite enchantments in the game. All yep, the time. I, I constantly love getting a turn two or even possibly a turn one Sylvan Library. In the opener, yeah, yeah. And just being able to dig, dig, dig and get into a win con or just pure advantage. Um, All my green decks have one, so... Yep. uh, Necropotence, again, even better than Sylvan Library in my opinion. Even though it is an extra uh, uh, black to cast it, it's 
is generic, three black to cast it. Um, you don't get those cards until the end of the turn, but it's just, again, pure advantage over your opponent. And for me, playing as a uh, kind of reactive player rather than a person who starts things. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> um, it's just a, it's a right up my alley. Yeah, So for sure. Uh, and then Crows and Grip, we've talked about it on this podcast multiple times. It's really just fit any split second in there. It's like Crows and Grip and Split Second are tied for the, my uh, two favorite uh, sudden... Uh, what are you talking about? Sudden spoiling? Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, are tied from my favorite split second cards. Yep. So, Commander's Vault, sponsored by Split Second. Yeah. Both both great. Nothing can happen. Uh, Mana Crypt, we all if this was If them. this was Power 9 Mechanics, Split Second would be number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talked about that one. Again, that gets you just going even faster than your opponent's. Uh, Aristic Study, again, one of those enchantments that are just hard to deal not hard to deal with, but like an annoyance to deal with. Yeah. And just fear card. Are you by chance a salt eye mage? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Have you come to preach the gospel (laughs) of the bug? (laughs) And then uh, to finish off my list, uh, Crater Hoof. Crater Hoof is a a creature that wins games constantly. Um, I mean, half the time when somebody sees a Crater Hoof, come out it's kind of all right let's back up let's start another game it it's probably one of the best creatures in the game yeah it's i mean it's all super circumstantial most of the time oh yeah but But the decks that run it are typically gonna have out a shitload of creatures and they're gonna capitalize on it like i think oh yeah yeah it didn't make my list i had i had actually i think was the initial one to bring it up when we were talking about it earlier but it didn't make my final cut um I was trying to base my list more off of cards that were like the actual Power 9 in the sense that the Power 9 is banned in EDH because most of them do something that is so good and so broken with little to no drawback and for very little investment, like low mana cost or zero for that matter for the Moxes. So that's where I was at and I ultimately ended up cutting Crater Hoof with that with that in mind. Now, that being said, I did put Sylvan Library on there. It is a little bit steep to pay the extra four life. Um, but I've just won games with it. I mean, I've won so many games with it. It is a good digger. Yeah, what's, so, your, what's your differences? Um, the only really, the only real difference I had here was, I again, I didn't have Crater Hoof, and I, I had Sensei's Top, which I think you also have on your yeah. list. I just, there's something about it. That card, it's an auto-include for me in most of my decks, and I think it's just really good to be able to peep your top three uh, rearrange them. Crack you know, a fetch if you need crack to. Crack a fetch, yep, exactly. Somebody you know, somebody can try and remove it. You can tap and draw a card. You can set up plays a turn earlier by... they Crows and Grip. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> crows and Grip stops that, as it does many other things. Pretty good. But yeah, so like you can... A lot of... The, I'm, I'm one to dig pretty aggressively with my top. I know. No lie. Like, I will like fully shuffle away my top like by like you know doing yeah. cracking drawing I'll, I'm willing to lose my top if it furthers my gameplay that turn then and there um, I just like to dig yeah. you know I'll, I'll put myself down to four life with a sylvan library and then dig through my deck with top two while I'm at it <laughs> anything else that's different <laughs> no that's pretty much it I mean he had um, like uh, yeah no I mean there I didn't have necropotence on my list but 
Yeah. I had Mana Drain. That's what it was. Oh, mana okay. Drain was the other difference for me. Um, Force of Will is great, but oh, Mana Drain. Mana Drain is just badass. I love to have that in the hand. See, I'd pick Force of Will over Mana Drain. Yeah, but you have to have another blue card or you're paying five. I mean, my, most of the time you're going to. I just, I don't know. Mana Drain for me. It's a free spell. Yeah, but if you have a Mana Drain can set you up for your next turn. So yeah, like I just. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not knocking it. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I just, I like Mana Drain better. Uh, so, yeah, like where I differed from you. Um, I mean, I have Soul Ring, Psychrift, of course, Demonic Tutor, Top Crypt, uh, Rizic Study. My two that I have, like my flex slots, are Smothering Tithe. Okay, yeah, okay. good yeah. card in a color that you know has problems. Yeah, with mana. it needs help for sure. Yeah, and you net three. Yeah, every rotation, unless people are paying the two, which is more annoying than paying one. Yep. Oh yeah. I will tell you, yeah. I always pay the Rizic Study. I never pay the Smothering Tithe unless something is going it's on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, unless there's someone's trying to clap down a Revel in Riches or something like that where they're going to, you know, bust their treasure tokens mm. for, for the win or something like that, I always, like, never pay. Yeah, I don't pay for a Smothering Tithe. Yeah, and like I said, in, the, in that color that needs it so badly... It's just, it's too good. Yeah. It is. Uh, can generate it. three mana a turn. Yeah. I run it in all my decks, and three is usually the minimal I get off of it in a turnaround. A lot of times I get six to eight mana off of it in, in I one mean, go around. I mean, that's kind of a small sample size since you only run Naya decks. And then my last one is one of the power nine that isn't actually banned. Time yeah, twister. the time twister. Yeah. yeah, you actually put time yeah. twister on it. Time twister uh, would be in my full non-proxy CDH deck if possible. I oh yeah, I mean I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't have one. I, yeah. I think we all would have one. Uh, one honestly, and honestly, that's it. the only reason why that card didn't make my list was just because of the. It's um, it's not super accessible, but I mean it only i can't argue with you it only makes sense for an actual unbanned power nine card to make the commander power nine. yeah it, it makes sense it does i was just like it's the only one that's not banned yeah it's a super powerful effect yep but you can echo of eons the lion's eye diamond on turn one yeah well it's not it ain't time twister it's not the same. <laughs> no it's not the same <laughs> you know 100%. so i yeah that was my the smothering tithe and the time twister were my two yeah. spicy boys that i put on there Dale, you typically differ from us pretty Quite heavily, heavily. Yeah. in your thought process on these sort of things, but I think we're all in pretty much general consensus here. I mean, <coughs> I know you've got your Mana Crypt, Soul Ring, Demonic, Cyclonic on your list. Where where do you differ from us? Uh, yeah, I also have Crows and Grip. And yep, yep. Then, well, I got Rice 6 Study too. On my list, pretty much every card on my list is three CMC or less with the exception of two and those two would be smothering tithe and then I also put on here that nobody else has is uh, Teferi's protection because like it's a good one that for me playing creature based decks and having all the dudes and big board really fast it's like I need to have some way when somebody rips a cyclonic rift to be like okay somebody it's rips, a strong card somebody it rips a, a consultation card. fish yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't lose yep. the game. Yep. Uh, That's yeah. It's a strong card. 
Yeah, cheap CMC, really powerful. I like um, it. I always enjoy your opinion because it's a different. It's different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, you bring to the table something that we probably didn't I mean, think of. I mean, you know what I mean? My statement: you can still lose to a consultation fish. Yeah. With various protection, I was thinking of Angel's Grace. Yeah. <laughs> um, my last spot, the the only one that's actually really expensive on my list is Expropriate. Because hilarious card. If you resolve that right, and uh, you don't win the game, that's man, that yeah. sucks. <laughs> you must have just been playing Go Fish during because your like you're getting an extra turn on yours like every time, and then yeah, anybody else gives you an extra turn, it's just like super value. Sure, it's expensive yeah. CMC, but like a lot of people not just... if you cast it for free. Yeah, true. <laughs> give your give your permanent <laughs> out, folks. You never want to vote time on an expropriate. Yeah, but dude, too, too many people are always like, "I don't want you stealing my stuff." You go have that. Yeah, it's turn. it's they don't understand. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you have a story about that, don't you, Jason? Oh no, it was just one of the arch enemy tournaments that we had here, and I ripped a fat expropriate. Wasn't uh, it like turn two or three too? Like, it, was it was like, like turn. Super good, it was but... turn three, and yeah. it had two copies of it. That's right. So there was yeah, three well, copies of expropriate. And it multiple was like, people at your table chose time, did they not? Uh, seven ch- time choices out, <laughs> out of, of the nine. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep. I was just like, JB won that game. Yeah, and in pretty convincing fashion because yeah. <laughs> I had someone tell me, "Yo, dog, you ain't taking any of my stuff all time," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. this is fine." If you know, if I get six permanents from the other two players, yeah, I mean okay. the game is the game is. Over. And then I got three times from another guy and two times from the other guy. I was yeah. like, man, Crazy. yeah, it just followed. No, suit. it was two and two. I took one permanent from either of the other two yep. players, but they followed suit. Man, getting seven turns. I think that was close to the most turns I've ever taken in a non-infinite copy. Yeah, thing. More. Because like I, I have casted a time stretch as the seventh spell on my turn with a thousand year storm. Oof. So I, I took like 28 turns. Nice. Something like that. Yeah. And then it was like I cast time stretch and then I cast like a reiterate or something. So I like but just yeah, gross. Had a million turns. It was a lot of turns. <laughs> I think it was like 40 something. If you don't vote money on. Expropriate. Dale I'm will gonna find be you. extremely salty and I'm gonna be coming after you. <laughs> Plain and simple. If the, if next, the game's the, not no, over. The next the game, game's not just the salt over. will be built up and I will be knocking you out of the game as fast as possible. <laughs> it's like, yep, this guy can't threat assess. Let's just kill him immediately. He's not an asset. Right? Because you're gonna cost me the game in the yep. long run. <laughs> yep. I'll just give him time, man. It's all good. Yeah. Just give him your stuff. Ain't getting any, <laughs> yeah. ain't getting any of my stuff. Okay, I'll take those turns. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. That's my expropriate story. I'm, it's like, I'm trying to super think of a fun situation. when you copy it a bunch of times. Yep. Where would you be like? You have Ugin's Nexus on board. You have Ugin's Nexus on board or Stranglehold. So, so or something. You're like, take an extra turn because I don't want you taking my blade seal and killing me with it. Like, no, like you have Stranglehold or you have Ugin's Nexus on the board. So what's the Nexus? I don't know that one. You don't. You can't take extra turns. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. There you go. I mean, that does there, there's some other ability, but I don't think it matters. In this uh, whenever Ugin's Nexus goes to the graveyard, you can exile it to take an extra turn. Huh. Okay. Oh, 
Well, yeah, Stranglehold shuts down. And then, yeah, I mean, you're not tutoring during all those turns from Stranglehold, so that's pretty solid. Well, they wouldn't even get it because they can't take an extra turn. So you would just vote. Oh, if Stranglehold you says you can't take extra time. turns can, as well. Everyone can vote uh, for time if you have Stranglehold on board. Nothing gotcha. Else. Yep. That's when you spite vote time. It's like, oh, yeah, time, dude. It's time all day. <laughs> but if Good the luck, person though. is trying to resolve an expropriate into a Stranglehold, then they probably weren't going to win that game anyway because well, they're, they're probably obviously just playing with their it. eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. So that's that's more or less our power nines. I mean, again, this has been one of the few times where we've been pretty much all in a general consensus on it, so that's pretty sweet. Um, but we don't know all or see all, so why don't you guys tell us what you guys think your power nine is on the Instagram at Commander's Vault. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, or track us down on Facebook, uh, Commander's Vault, and let us know. I mean, like, as you – if you listen to the show before – I love to debate, and <laughs> I will debate all day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do, too, <laughs> especially uh, about card choices and exactly. stuff like that. It's very fun. But uh, let us know, either on the Instagram, at Commander's Vault, or the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, I think that about wraps things up for this evening. Yeah, a little shorter today, right? You know, yeah, a little right. bit. Um, we'll have more to talk about soon, though. Icoria spoilers oh, yeah. and things we're like gonna, that should be rolling in We're going to crash so. into spoiler week. Oh, yeah. Weeks. I'm super spoiler excited. Weeks. Yeah, how about it? So with all, that's the thing is with all this product now, there's stuff to, there'll be stuff to talk about when spoilers start hitting and Crap things like that. So, yeah. I'd Stay like, tuned for more. I'd like to hear from you guys and uh, see what deck text do you guys want to have us do. So just hit us up on the Commander's Vault on Instagram. Send me a DM. Let me know what deck text you would like to see. Can we do poll? Can you do a poll? Uh, yeah. Because we could pick, like, maybe five commanders and, like, just set up a poll. Whoever get, whatever commander gets the most votes, we brew. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, sounds good. So, yeah, keep an eye out for the poll um, on Instagram at the Commander's Vault. <coughs> Go ahead and vote for what commander you guys would like to see us make a list. Um, if you want to, tell us in the comments like what sort of power level you're after. Are you looking for something that's sort of middle of the road? Do you want it souped up? You know, let us know. Ooh, I do have something to add. Uh, just this past few days, uh, Channel Fireball actually came out with a cement, not cemented. I don't want to say that it's anything like in stone, but they came without a written down. Um, power level guide interesting i have yeah. not seen that yet. uh let me see if i can bring it up real quick the whole thing was there's going to be a channel fireball event okay uh and they're going to try and use this guide that they have created to like help players find correct pods to play with yeah okay so that way it's sort of like you know, it's basically their version of, like, making a tier list that everybody understands, kind of. Does that, like, is that sort of what yeah. they're after? So, like, the... they can say, oh, I'm playing, you know, this kind of deck. Oh, okay, well, I'll go find a different table. Yeah, so it's so it's on a scale of 1 to 10. Okay. Uh, 1 to 2 is just for the fun of it. You're more interac interested in themes than efficiency or winning. Uh, you're just looking for everyone at the table to have fun. 3 or 4 is casual. You're trying to win, but with limited resources. Example... Uh, you know, the recent pre-cons. 
Uh, five or six is focused. Powerful card interactions, but few or no infinite game-ending combos. Seven to eight is optimized. Lots of infinite game-ending combos and many powerful cards. But some of the cards are not from the highest tier of commander cards. And nine to ten is competitive. Decks pushed to the absolute limit. Only the highest tiers of commanders and cards are used, looking to win fast. So I think that... That's a good way to sum up everything. Yeah, I think you could honestly combine one and two and then put one and two as like like the bottom layer is one and two of just like, I built whatever I had, Yeah, you know, I'm just looking to battle cruise. Because, yeah. I mean, even casual games, everyone's looking to have fun. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, and stuff like that. But I do like in the upper tiers what's like, how fast are you trying to win? Yeah, yeah. How, how many co- combos and card interactions are geared towards you just winning? Yeah, yeah. Um, now it is like they, they had mentioned it was a rough draft and it was basically something that they had put out and want to get a lot of community feedback on before they, you know, move ahead with it, you know, edit it and stuff like that. Okay. But I, I'm interested to see how it goes for the event. To see, like, did this work? If you segregate all of the tables and say, okay, this these group of tables is one, two, two three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and do stuff like that, you know, where is the majority of your player base going to go? Are people going to be honest about their deck selection and stuff? I think it'll be really easy to tell. Yeah, 100%. You know. You're slimy if you don't. Like, but, yeah. but, but let me put it to you this way. Like, my Perforos deck has a couple game-ending combos, but it can also just turn to Blightsteal you. Yeah. You know? So it's like, uh, well, if I'm at, if I'm in the 3, 4, 5, 6 range, you know, and, you I, and I turn way. to Blightsteal somebody, I think I'm going to get yelled at. I think there's, like, extra salt. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is the 3, 4 section... Be. Yeah, you're gonna get wrongly placed into a in a, a pod that's at a lower power level, and it's not gonna be fun for everybody else. I mean, granted, most of us here all play at a pretty high. I power would say, level. on the daily, we're at like seven, eight. Yeah, and then mostly we're you know at tournaments. This place is a nine to ten. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. We are. You, know, you we do bring nine, ten decks for tournaments. Yeah, for sure. you come into this. If you come into the commanders vault for a tournament. And there's money on the line. Be prepared for the clapping if you aren't bringing a 9 to 10 deck. Yeah, straight up. You know, where you're seeing, like, power artifacts and, you know, flash hulks. and Yep, absolutely. Instantaneously losing on turn whatever. Dale loves the fish hulk. Dale loves fish hulk. <laughs> yeah. He loves consultation yeah, fish. fish when, when we went to D.C. <coughs> uh, for Command Fest D.C., I uh, ended up playing some casual games and this one group got so sore at me and i was playing geared you guys all know my gear deck yeah. i mean it's pretty good it is you pretty know? good honestly I mean, like i, I like it a lot it i'd say it's between a five six yeah you know that's what i thought and five, i went six, there seven, and eight. they were all salty and mind you the game went a long time like it was like turn 12 the game was going on but i had a commanding board state mostly the whole game and i ended up winning but they all got mad and like just walked away and were kind of like trash talking and it was really like, yeah I was they just were like, trash talking yeah and it was just like whatever man I could have played any of my other decks that are like just you should have came and got me and I would have like, just okay. sat down with Narset and been like shuffle up boys 
Then prepare to shuffle again. But, I mean, yeah, I think the uh, I think what I hear a lot too whenever I say the power level thing on Instagram and the responses I get though from like CEDH players is there's a lot of people out there that will say, oh well, CEDH has nothing to do with winning fast. I played this, I played that. It's all stacks, all control. I'll make the game go 20 turns. And I hear that every single time I post anything about like CDH is about the most optimized you can be and mostly all the decks are trying to win like as quick as possible within the first three turns. And so many people always be like, that's not true. My deck wins every time. And it's it, it is and it isn't. Yeah. yeah, like it is and it isn't, true, <coughs> honestly. I mean, when you sit down with three other CDH what we played CDH even just as a three-man pod with Richard for the first time in a while the other night, and our game was two and a half hours. Yep. Yeah. Like, because it was just solid. Like, I, I think the dude from playing with power that the professor brought on and did that yeah. interview said it best. Like, a lot of people have this stigma that, oh, that's a turn two format. That's a turn three format. Yeah, maybe in, like, the absolute best conditions possible, but, like, you're sitting down with three other decks that run Force of Wills, that run the Mana Drains, the, you know, the I mean, Mental Mist, the litany yeah. of things to stop what responses, you're trying to do, yeah. just responses in general. So it doesn't, it does not always go turn two or turn three. Yeah, no, every single game is different. There's going to be tons of games where, like, yeah, you just win like that yeah. in the first three turns. Like, don't get me wrong, I've won games on turn three or sooner. Like, yeah. uh, here I have, you know what I mean? Like, I've it, it a, happens. I've casted a Temporal Mastery. On turn two, hard cast. Yeah. Seven mana, hard cast there. Yeah. I mean, we played one, what, two weeks ago or whatever, and it took us, what, a good half hour, 30 or 45, 45 minutes? 45 minutes, 1v1. Yeah. 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 And that was with a hard control deck and versus Narset. Yeah. Yep. Like, two, I mean, your deck is, is designed to go off super fast and stuff like that. Like, yep. I just had to wait till I peeled Cavern of Souls off the top. <laughs> that was it. Damn misdirection. Yeah, it's definitely. Oh toxic. yeah, I forgot you got misdirection. You guys talk shit on me all the time for like misdirection. I do. I, I do. Okay, <laughs> let me, can I throw this out there? Yeah. So miss, he's trying to freed from the real his uh, his incubation, incubation druid that's been yeah. adapted right yep. to go infinite. Yep. I misdirect it to 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 Tassiger, the freed from the real, and then he tries a whirlwind deny me, and I had four mana. Nice. Like, yep. That'll do it. And that was it. That was the game. Whirlwind yeah. Denial. Great card. Great card. And it was that was a wonky, wonky ass game. It was a wonky game. I I had that Commander Sanctum thing. So oh okay I yeah, can't yeah. I can't swing into Tassiger. He's big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For some reason, this lithe this lithe <laughs> little little pool boy looking kid yeah. is like a four five or whatever. I'm like this is ridiculous. Yeah. So I was swinging with Narset, getting the trigger, and then bouncing her back to my hand, and then playing her swing and nice. bouncing her back to my nice. hand. So I was getting all this weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. I stopped him from winning with a misdirection. <laughs> that was like my that was like one of my favorite CDH plays so far. <laughs> Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Play. It was a good play. Free cards. But yeah, I, you're 100% right. It, there are times where you can win by turn three. You get lucky. Nobody, everybody's trying to set up their board. Somebody uh, doesn't have mana to play their counter spell, and you just win. But then most of the time, uh, the games that I've played, I mean, I'm a heavy control deck, so I grind. <coughs> I'll grind until I can get the win. Purposely. Yeah. Like yeah. You're, you're not trying to win. No, on turn. quickly. You're not trying to win before like turn eight. Yes. Yeah. 
You're like, trying to have a board state and enough mana that you have enough to respond and you can do that stuff. Yeah. I'm like, if I can cast a turn to Narset, I will every time. I will try. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah, will throw sure. my entire hand away with a Lion's Eye Diamond <laughs> to get a turn to Narset. <laughs> yeah. I um, I think one of the things I like most about my Tim Thrasios deck is I can... It's definitely very versatile. Based on the hand that I take, I can either try and go for a fast combo or I can sit back and, you know, play the waiting game and just have responses and for days. that's just meta knowledge. Yeah, I love know, it. Like, if you were sitting against Adam and me, you know, then yeah. you're like... I'm going to sit tight. Yeah. You're like, uh, I'm going to try and counter Narset. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know? I, I might have to wait. You know, I might have a perfect hand to set up for combo, but, you know... <laughs> it might not be wise to try something cheeky on turn two without being able to back it up with counter spells on my own. You know what I mean? Unless so that, he tries to crimson grip your uh, um, fucking relic. <laughs> yeah. Oh that yeah. That was in that pro <laughs> game a long time. It was a long time. You I grown, made a very you rookie grown. play. You've grown, you've grown since then. <laughs> yeah, I've I've made a very rookie play. I would have won on the next turn, uh, or that. Yeah, it was it would have been the next turn. I, for some reason, just forgot what Coalition Relic does. For anybody who doesn't know, the long story short is it's a fucking mana rock. <laughs> okay? And as soon as JB plays it, I just perceived him as such a threat at that point in the game that I just immediately was just like, yeah, I'll, I'm going to cross and grip that. Literally spent one more mana than I should have on the K grip and was unable to... to, uh, to um, No, to, it was to stop you. I had the... Um, the removal spell. I can't remember what it was, but I had the removal spell to stop you. It would have passed to me, and you, I would have been able to you win. You had a heroic intervention. That was or that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's him. right. JB was blowing up my Proche as I went to do the thing. And yeah, I, I, had I had one more mana to cast heroic intervention, the game would have been that's, mine. That's because you cast Proche first, yeah, and yep. then cast Food Chain. Yep. And when Food Chain was on the stack, I blew. I path Proche. Yeah, yep. Yep. So it was a rookie mistake. It was pretty funny. <laughs> So it was a great game. It was a great game. It really was. But yeah, I, I really like that the the rating system is going to be implemented in a test pool of like a bunch of people. So yeah. it's not just like a group of 10, 20, 30 players that are going to be like, oh, we're going to use the system and see how it goes. I think the sample size is going to be decently large enough to you know get some results, and then we can go from there. And then if we can actually like pin down, you know, a lot of people have said. Why don't we just take EDH to Canadian Highlander? Which, if you're unfamiliar, each card has a point value. So then the higher your points, the better your deck. Interesting. So, you know, it'd be like you commander points or something like that. And whatever card you have logged as your li in your list is worth a certain amount of points. And then you can say, I have an 1100 yeah, you know, or I have a five hundred, or I have a whatever. That is an interesting. Like I've that. never heard of that. That's never interesting. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. No, I've heard of Canadian Highlander. I've just not heard of that point system. That's yeah, it's interesting. A, it's I like point that. System. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot too. I think that could actually fix the problem. Yeah, but again, it really all comes down to are, are people going to be honest about their deck? You know what I mean? Well, and I think. It's I funny because a lot of people like to like get upset with CDH players, but we are the. Some of the true CDH players who love the who love the spirit of that sort of play style, um, 
absolutely admonish like pub stomping and stuff like Would that. Never, We're very yeah, exactly. uh, very honest about the power levels of our. I deck. mean, some people, even some people we know, only like to pub stomp. Yeah, hundred you know, percent. Players, yeah, and that's that's yeah, their that's enjoyment. How, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like pub stomping people. Yep. I, I don't understand that. I don't either. Uh, I don't get the impulse either. I really don't. I would get the like when I used to play at, at another shop. I had my Narset deck, and I was only allowed to play that deck once a month. And then I would play that deck once, and everyone would groan. <laughs> and I'd be like, please, I built this whole deck. Please let me play it one time. So like, yeah. okay, once per month, and I would play it, and they'd be like, okay, that's fine for 30 days. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> to be quite frank, I've gotten to a point to where, like, not that I won't, but I don't like helping new players because my decks are at a completely different level than one pr- trying to teach somebody <coughs> coming into it with like a freak on or something like that. It just kind of be like, well, this is kind of hard to explain because all my stuff does all this stuff. I think together. that comes with time though, because over time you get exposed to so many cards and you get exposed to so many, so much deck building and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really have a problem with that. But again, I've been playing Magic for like twenty years. Yeah. So like, eh, you know. Yeah, no, I I get that. I just I feel like there's just such a power level gap that I just I don't want to have their first experience playing Magic be like. That's fair. That's fair. I I now I get what you're saying. No, no okay, I do now agree I with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I I do agree with you. There. I did that. You don't want to turn people off. My my fiance wanted to try playing Magic. Right? Yeah. And this was when I had a, a slew of other decks. I still had Narset, but I had a slew of other decks. And she wanted to play uh, and just learn how to play because I enjoy it so much. So I would be like, I'm picking Animar, Soul of the Elements. And my Animar deck was just a wonky Hydra deck, had fun with X spells. And I could go infinite with the Ancestral Statue and stuff and like kill people yeah, yeah. With, with Animar, and that was fun. But it, I would say it was definitely in the five or six range. You know, it wasn't super powerful. It just had a couple interactions that could kill people. Yeah. Well, I would pick it, and she would pick another one of my decks, but she would always pick Avacyn. She, if you know Avacyn, Angel of Hope. Yeah. If you know anything about Animar, Soul of the Elements, he has protection from black and white. <laughs> so he has protection from her entire deck. And I'm like, please don't pick that one. I just want to play Hydras. And she's like... No, I want to play this one. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to <laughs> You're show gonna you. You're going to have a bad time. I'm going to show you why that's a really bad idea. So then I play, and she's like, I do this to him. I'm like, you can't. He has protection from white. Well, what does that mean? Like, you know, you can't target him. You can't block him. You can't do this. Oh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, it was really hard for me at the time because, like, yeah. I wasn't experienced in, like, teaching people how to play. I was, I was experienced in, like, teaching people how to, like, try and win. Yeah, so I would be like, yeah, here's how I'm mean. winning. And she's like, this isn't fun at all. Yeah. So I completely turned her off magic. And then I still, you know, rip. I, but <laughs> I did something similar to my fiance. I mean, my fiance actually knew how to play magic before I did. Yeah, she doesn't like playing with us. And she won't play with us anymore. I mean, I, oh God, I can't remember the last time she played with us. And I'm talking, she quit playing with us like two plus years ago <laughs> when we were playing like level five and six decks, according, like based off yeah. of that. Like we were not playing these. Cutthroat, you weren't like decks, you weren't stomping like, your fiance yeah. with a Thrash. Like Cyclonic <laughs> Rift was an expensive card back then. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like you know demonic tutors. I don't think any of us even had one at that point. Stuff like that, and she was still just not with it. You know what I mean? It's it's all about the attitude and how you play and stuff like that. 
So it's hard because I I don't even like to build decks that are just kind of I mean I, I won't build a deck lower deck. than an eight. Period. Won't do it. Yeah, that's just the, can't do it. That, I have at least one of pretty much every staple. So like I'm just. I mean, yeah, I'm, no, I mean, I'm not gonna do it. I'm do not gonna build a deck lower than an eight. Are. Like you know, my decks are pretty much all stompy. I'm gonna. I think you build in the seven eight range. I think you build in the seven eight range for sure. He's on on a good day. He's in seven eights. On a day where he's just getting fugged. Yeah, he's like a five six. Yeah, and I would even 100%. just being a five six is just like sometimes in this shop being a five six is being a nine ten. Yeah, that's you know? true. Depends yeah. on who you're playing with. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you build solid decks, dude. I mean, yeah, yeah like for I sure. try to build my decks the best I can without making them like a ten. You know, without yeah. building a CEDH yeah. deck, I try to make I, my deck the best I can. I just refuse to compromise on card choices to a certain extent. Like, I'm not going to put Mana Crypt in every single deck, obviously. But at the same time, like, if it's green, it's going to have Sylvan Libraries on there. In there, yeah, they're 40 bucks a pop, but it's it's necessary. <coughs> like, I just will not compromise on, on those kind of things. Because I own most of the shit, so I might as well just, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm... I'm well known for having proxies and swapping cards around and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So. And I played with my first proxy <laughs> not too long ago. Hated I, it. Took I, it out. Yep. I have no more proxies anymore. <laughs> yep. I'm a proxy king, man. I, I love, I do, I have very expensive cards. Don't get me wrong. You guys have some more expensive cards than I do. I've gotten my way there, but I'll tell you what, proxies are my best friend. Because I just I, everybody's I can't best spend friend, honestly. money on a card uh, I, that I don't know is going to work. You know what I mean? I like, I need it to... Yeah, I don't care normally if people have proxies as long as they're not proxying a time twister. 100%. Yep. Like, yeah. someone sits down and plays against me and they're like, I have some proxies. I'm, like, unless they specifically, like, drop a time twister yeah. on me, I'm going to... I won't... If it's anything under that, pretty much, I won't be salty. Yeah. If they're like, oh, moat, uh, a time twister, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, here's my candelabra of Thanos. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah. Well, hold on a minute. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This what is like this is like two twenty five hundred dollars worth of cards. Yeah. You know, I understand that you want to play with them, but like, man, come on. They like there are better card choices if you can't spend the seven hundred dollars yeah, on this. Sure. And, you know thousand oh, yeah. dollars on a time twister when we when we first started playing with you i do remember you were you had a you f i i felt like you had a different view on proxies like i remember when i would play when i first started playing with you i'd pull out a proxy and you were just like you know give me that look like oh god what's that the new artless promo <laughs> yeah yes that's one of my favorite jokes to make yeah this is the new artless promo uh <laughs> but white yeah. piece of paper on a card back yeah and i like i mean like I said, I don't mind yeah, proxies for other people. That's fine. I yeah. obviously, especially can... now that I have the expensive cards. Like, if somebody wants to get into CEDH, please proxy a deck. Oh, like, yeah. play play yeah. at the max, so that way you can see what's good, and then hopefully, like for me, that coaxes me into buying those cards. That's like, okay, this card makes a difference. I need to shell out the cash for this. You know what I mean? It can sort of help put things into perspective and help make decisions on where you want to invest your money. Yeah. And so I definitely think this, this rate kick system is a good idea. Yeah, And for I don't sure. think anyone's saying that it isn't. A lot of people were buzzing about, oh, well, you know, I think it's this, and I think these numbers should be this, and I think you should, you know, check how many tutors or whatever, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Let's just see how it goes with this event. I think that'd be a good topic to talk about once the event's over, trying yeah. to look at the metrics, yeah, yeah. you know, 
I think it's definitely going to be something that people are looking at. Because um, Wizards wants to sell us things, and they want to make, they want to see where's the wheelhouse. What's the wheelhouse of Commander? You know, I personally think it's 5 6. I think yeah. it's 5 6, um, and then followed shortly by 3 4. Yeah. Yeah. Like on pre-cons. average. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pre-cons and then upgraded pre-cons into casual where you have some really yeah, powerful yeah. card interactions. Yep. Stuff like that. That's my bet. You know, at nine tens, I think we're in the 1%. Yeah. You know, I was definitely I was definitely surprised when we went to, to DC. There was a lot more people playing a lot more competitively than I was expecting. But I think I purposely, like, sat down with those people. Like on purpose, because yeah. the times when I didn't, we're people were definitely guy. salty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like there was definite salt. Yep. So I feel that. Yeah, but yeah, that was one thing I wanted to add before. Yeah, absolutely. We closed out. I think that's funny. <laughs> it's funny too. We're like, oh yeah, we're about done for the night, and let's just tack twenty more minutes on. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, again, um, tell us about your power nine lists. Um, you can find us on Instagram at the Commanders Vault. Um, you can also go on Dale's page. He's very active on Instagram, MTG underscore survivalist. And, uh, yeah, we've been the Commander's Wall. I'm Trevor. I'm JB. I'm Dale. And I'm Adam. See you later, guys. Have a good one.